welcome to Kicking with the Northwoods with your host, Corey, of Northwoods RV Life. This live video broadcast is brought to you by www.thenorthwoodsrvlife.com. Hey guys, welcome back to the channel. If you're new here, I'm Corey. This is the Northwoods, where we're showing you that freedom is an adventure. In today's live video podcast, we're going to be talking about RV buying mistakes. And we're going to have a little discussion in here and take some questions from the room and things like that. And just talk about uh, things to look for when RV buying. So first off, I'd like to go ahead and go ahead and say hello to a few people in the room. It looks like we have Gary from RV Living Life. One of our fantastic channel members. Thanks for being here, Gary. Lucky Dog Productions moderator. Thanks for being here, Susan. RV Underway, Ricky and Miss Barbara. Thanks for being here. Uh, let's see. My beautiful wife, Lori Hackett, in here. Thank you for being here. Where RV we where RV staying? That's Kevin. Another one of our great channel members. Glad to see you in here. Uh, find us camping. We got Jimmy and Lisa from Find Us Camping in here. Good to see you guys. So we're just going to be talking about RV buying mistakes tonight. And we've talked about this subject in the past, but it's been well over a year since we talked about this stuff. So we thought we would throw this up and go ahead and talk about it again tonight because it's been a while. Uh, hello, Steve from Avenger RV Adventures. Glad you could be here. So one of the first things that we're going to talk about, um, but before we get started, I will say you can find this uh, audio to this podcast also on Apple iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, iHeartRadio, just about every other podcast application that's out there. And you'll be able to find that sh shortly after the live stream ends. It usually takes about an hour for it to get up there, but you'll find the audio up there. Uh, let's see. On the MeWeave. Haven't seen you before. Glad to see you in here. Uh, Solo X, glad to see you in here. Forever best friends. Um, good to see you. Always glad to see you guys. So, But yeah, we're talking about RV buying mistakes tonight. And like I said, we talked about this in the past. Um, Journey with the Gingers, glad to see you. New, lots of new faces in here tonight. Glad to see new guys, uh, new guys, new guys in here. If we haven't been in our, one of our live streams before, Drop in the chat what your channel is about so everyone can see uh, what you got going on and uh, what you're all about. So, Van Vita Travels, Paula's here. Good to see you. All right. So, anyways, back to RV buying mistakes. Like I said, we've covered this uh, before. It's been quite a while, though, so we're kind of coming back to it. Um, always uh, better to touch on the stuff every year, different RV subjects and things like that. And one of the first steps, um, or one of the first items we're going to talk about when it comes to RV buying mistakes is the mistake of not doing your legwork before you jump in to buy an RV. Um, no one wants, you know, no one wants to jump in and buy an RV and get it home and find out that, you know, either doesn't fit your needs or, or even worse, if you bought a used RV and suddenly find, you know, water damage or things like that. And we've actually had that experience uh, in the past. Our first RV we bought, we knew it was a fixer-upper. We knew it had some issues going on. 
we knew that it had had a leak in the ceiling and stuff, but we didn't realize the extent of the water damage that it had till we got it home, really started digging into things. And uh, we found a lot more than what we knew we were biting into. Uh, and it's one of those things, you, you know, check these things out the best you can before you buy, because there's always stuff that's hidden that you might not know about. Oh, let's see. We have Aaron Jemison in here. Good to see you, Aaron. See you're enjoying that new drone of yours. Glad to see uh, all the videos and little pictures you've been taking. Harold from One Strange Adventure. Good to see you from the road. Always glad to see you guys in here. So let's see. Let's go ahead and go back in here. So, but just doing a little bit of research on what it is you're buying what types of floor plans are available, making sure that you get something that fits your needs, and making sure that when you do go look at an RV before you're going to buy, especially if it is used, go through that thing, top and bottom. I always suggest open all the cupboards, check up in the corners and the cupboards and things where RV roofs tend to leak. Uh, will typically be in your cupboard, especially if you have cabinets over uh, the master bedroom area, things like that. Those front seals like to leak on used RVs. Make sure you're checking out all that stuff so that you're not buying something that has a whole lot more damage than you see, that you might think it has. So uh, that is one huge item. I know, like I said, our first RV did have some water damage. We knew it was a fixer-upper. We didn't really put a whole lot of money into it to get into it to get started. You know, back in 2012 when we first started RVing, and. Uh, you know, we ended up doing a lot of work to that, a uh, lot more than what we had thought. We thought we was going to have to do a patch job on a roof and maybe change some paneling, and we ended up getting a whole lot more into it than that. So always uh, a disappointment when you uh, get into something like that. Thin Blue Lane, we've got uh, in the house here, so glad to see you guys. That is uh, Bill and Nancy, always good to see you. Lots of people in here we haven't seen in a while, so I'm glad to see you guys. So, what's some of the what's some of the buying mistakes you guys have made in the over the years buying your RVs or buying your first RV that you ran across and you thought, God, I really wish, you know, maybe I would have done something different here. Maybe I would have bought, you know, a fifth wheel instead of a travel trailer or. Um, Things like that. I mean, it's all a learning curve, and you know, God, living an RV life, it tends to change from the time you get started to the time a few years down the road. You find yourself in a different rig, and you find yourself in different situations, and families change, and things like that, and that adds up to a lot of buying mistakes over the years. So let's go here. Let's see. Who else we got coming in here? I saw somebody that I know has been following us on Instagram. Uh, those who glamp together. Good to see you in here, guys. Always glad to see you guys. Nursing our travel bug, Bill and Natasha. Good to see you. Always love seeing all you guys in here. Boy, I tell you, it's a good night. That's one of these things, uh, usually the live video podcast, I don't have a lot of time to... Paying, be paying attention to the chat. So Lori's usually doing that. So every once in a while, we like to throw these little nights in here like this. Gives you time to kind of see a little bit more of what's going on in the chat while you're doing 
the live stream and uh, just boy I tell you it sure is nice just to see everyone so alrighty so moving on um, so next buying mistake is that you know the RV that doesn't meet your specific needs maybe it's too big too small perhaps there isn't enough storage space I know I, I love our RV that we are in now. The only thing I don't like about it is the fact that it doesn't have a lot of outdoor storage. Um, indoor storage, it has all kinds of stuff. Uh, everywhere you look, there's a cabinet. But when it comes to the outside, I have a pass-through, and I have one storage compartment under the couch. And other than that, that's the only store, outdoor storage it has. And uh, that's the one downfall I, I see about the model that we have. Uh, ours is a Salem LE. Um, 30 foot bunkhouse with a bunk slide. And uh, I kind of wish they would have done a couple things different. I mean, there was room that they could have put a storage compartment like, uh, you know, under our uh, cabinets between our kitchen and the bedrooms. And they could have maybe put a outdoor storage underneath the, the bunk, uh, lower bunk bed, um, things like that. So it comes to show that no RV is perfect. Uh, and that's for sure. So, Oh, let's see what's going on in the chat here. Looks like everyone just talking amongst themselves. Uh, we went out walking the dog. Saw lots of people with their channel names on their RVs. Are you guys in Quartzsite, uh, Bill? I know there's a lot of people out in Quartzsite. Uh, oh, yeah. Hey, guys. Here's Baron Don from Adventures in Xanadu. Haven't seen you guys in a while. Glad to see fellow Michiganders in the room. Uh, Bill and Natasha says, we wish we could have looked at more cargo carrying capacity. It's a huge deal when you go full-time. All your stuff is heavy. Yeah. Um, you know, and we're not full-time, but we... We definitely are more on the glamping side than we are, you know, camping side. So, you know, we take a lot of stuff with us when we're on the road. And, you know, weight's always an issue. Um, I don't know pretty much any RV where weight's not an issue, really. Um, you know, it's just you can fill these things up so quick and not even know it. <laughs> so let's see here. Whoa. Chat's moving fast. Keep clicking on the wrong one. Uh, picked up an enclosed cargo trailer to tow behind my fifth wheel. As a result, the small fifth wheel and needed storage. Storage is huge. Um, and, you know, that's I we've looked at a lot of RVs and stuff over the years since we've had our second one. And we're really thinking our next one's going to be a fifth wheel. And I think it's either going to have to be um, either a toy hauler or it's going to have to be one of the ones with either the raised living or kitchen area that has the huge storage underneath. Um, Cause it is storage is huge, uh, especially outdoor storage. You know, you hate to give up any indoor storage, but boy, when you don't have outdoor storage, it's, it's a big game changer for a, a lot of things. So, uh, let's see. We're looking to buy into class C RV. So all suggestions are appreciated. Yeah, that's Class C is such a big market because uh, you know you can go everything from just a normal Class C up to a Super C, 
Um, the Super C's are awesome. Obviously, they're very high priced um, because of the types of chassis that they sit on, but um, they are quite amazing. And depending on what you you know you're wanting to, to put into it, um, you know it all comes down to what you need and what style of camping you want to do. And we've talked about this multiple times, uh, picking a floor plan that works for you, you know, whether you have a family or if you don't have a family, maybe you're empty nesters, but pick a floor plan that matches how you're wanting to camp and give you the room to be able to do so. I mean, you're going to plan on having days that it's rainy. You can't get outside. You might be kind of stuck in the RV a little bit. You know, you don't want to be completely on top of each other um, when you're in the V, especially if you have kids. You know, boy, I tell you, you get a rainy day with a bunch of kids in the camp, in the RV, and it's just like, God, just get me out of here. <laughs> it just is. So, uh, you know, but pick what it is that you need. Um, I know for a lot of people, if you're kind of running and gunning across the country all the time, you know, Class C's are a good choice for especially couples um, or single van lifers, things like that. You know, that's a really good uh, situation. And uh, all depends on what you're looking at and what style of camping you're wanting to do. So, oh, let's see. Uh, RV field trip really like travel trailers. I've always really liked the travel trailers. Um, couple things I don't care about the travel trailers compared to a, like a fifth wheel is just the stability when you're hauling, especially if you have any kind of wind, um, you know, weight distribution hitches. Some of the better ones can do an amazing job. Um, but boy, the fifth wheels handle so much better than a travel trailer. Um, and I would feel much comfortable taking really long trips, you know, across country or whatever with a fifth wheel. I think then a travel trailer, if I was going to do a travel trailer across country, I would want a smaller travel trailer. Ours is 30 foot and is nearly 10,000 pounds. So it's quite heavy. It's very tall for a travel trailer. Um, You know, so we end up, we get a lot of effects from even uh, a light breeze sometimes, uh, even with the weight distribution hitch and the uh, towing it with the super duty truck. You know, we still have, uh, some days that, you know, you just don't want to drive. Oh, let's see. What do we got here? Up north of 60. Glad to see you. Since another new face. Always glad to see new people. Yeah, I love seeing new people in here. Oh, let's see. Oh, stream bot elements. Northwoods, I have a class or had a, a class A first. Great for moving around a lot. We only move every two to three weeks, so a fifth wheel is better. Yeah, I think that's kind of the way I look at it, too, as far as a motorhome. Whether you're talking Class C or Class A or, um, you know, Super C and stuff. If you're moving around a lot, um, I think those are really good solutions for, you know, maybe a couple. Very small family, obviously. Um, You don't have quite the room in a lot of those that you have in a fifth wheel. But, you know, I kind of, that's the kind of RVer I see doing that is the kind that are up and moving, you know. Oh, yeah, we spent a day, maybe just an overnight, you know, we're just passing through, you know, getting across country. That's the kind of travel I really see those, um, 
those in you know motor homes and things like that wanting to travel like that. I'm not that kind of traveler. Um, I know Lori's not that kind of traveler. We go somewhere, you know, we want to, you know, kind of take it easy. You know, we want to drive, you know, three, four hours at a time and, you know, stop for a few days and, you know, before we'd want to move on again. Um, we're not ones that, hey, let's just barrel in and, you know, we'll be in Florida in 20 hours, you know. <laughs> um, that's just not us. Uh, we, we just don't like the stress of driving long distances like that, you know, three, four hours pulling the trailer. I'm about done for a dime. I'm ready to pull up a chair next to a campfire. <laughs> so, oh, let's see. Natasha's having dinner time. Hope it's something good. Be right over. <laughs> oh, let's see what else we got here. Nomadic rat pack. Um, I've always done a class C travel trailers and fifth wheels out of those three fifth wheels were most convenient. However, I'm trying to convert to a large class a, I assume at this time, uh, and try that out. You know, some people like to just like the change of trying different, different types of, uh, RVing and things too. Um, you know, a lot of people like that change of, you know, every, you know, few years or so move into a different rig and kind of change the lifestyle up so it doesn't you know become repetitive or whatever but i i really think i would enjoy a fifth wheel um you know i don't mind traveling you know with small accommodations but i don't want to go too small <laughs> i want to take some of my stuff i mean i'm an outdoor cooker so, you know, I like having, you know, my cast iron, my blackstone and all these things and all that stuff just takes up too much room. Uh, it really does. And, uh, you know, so got to have storage, got to have some room to spread out. I want to be able to kick back, you know, after you've called it a night from the campfire, usually Lori and I will go in the RV and kind of kick back and, you know, watch TV for an hour before bed and just kind of relax, wind down a little bit before, uh, we hit the hit the sack. So, I'll see. Which was Nandy. We made a switch to our travel trailer, so the emergency fund is much lower. Our dream rig is our Class A in our driveway, but uh, better to have at least ten thousand cash for emergency, which we don't. And that's one of the things. If you are going to go with a more expensive rig, a Class A, especially if you're talking a diesel pusher, um. Diesel parts aren't cheap. Um, so make sure that you have an emergency fund, a good ten, twelve thousand dollars sitting out there if you can. Because just about anything that's gonna break on a diesel is gonna cost you at least probably a few thousand dollars to have something you know looked at and worked on it. And that's usually on the low side. You know, things can go Real soft, real quick, uh, when you're talking about diesel. So, uh, who said that? What is your favorite RV traveling song? It's hard to say. Um, you know, me and Lori both, we like all genres of music. Uh, we kind of tend a little bit more on the, um, 
you know, metal music, 80s music, things like that. Um, Lori enjoys her Cirrus XM, uh, you know, listening to Hair Nation, things like that. Um, if I get in the zone of driving um, and I want to just kind of tone out, I'm an ACDC guy. I'm going to I'm gonna throw on some black and black, crank up the, the stereo, and just kind of tune out. Um, and <laughs> I don't know if everyone's kind of that way, but that's kind of the way I am. I love my ACDC when I want to zone out and, and just have at it. So uh, those glamp together. We are in the market for a fifth wheel, just around, or just heard an Alliance uh, 310RL. It was great posting our video tomorrow evening on the tour. I've seen a lot of people uh, touring alliances lately. Um, think didn't just didn't less junk more journey just do a video on alliance that they toured. I believe they did. I think that was an alliance. Um, and there's a lot of them that a lot of people are saying they're really impressed with the alliance experience. Oh, let's see. The best size RV is the one that you're comfortable traveling in. Uh, for me, bigger is better. I'm a big guy. I like my big trucks. And I say the bigger, the better. <laughs> I like to be about the biggest thing going down the road that's not a semi. So, um, you know, I'm all about having something big. But for someone who's not comfortable driving like that, the best RV might be a 19-foot travel trailer, you know, that maybe you pull behind your SUV or, you know, it all comes down to what you want as far as what you think is the best fit for you. Uh, so. Well, they did? Oh. Cruising with the Coleman's. Glad to see you here. You know, you were getting interviewed tonight by Full-Time Dream, uh, Ron and Judy. Good to see you guys. Lots of people tonight. Yep, Ron and Judy's in here now. RV field trip. Yeah, ours is a 30-foot, too, uh, travel trailer. And I think it was a good fit. Our first one was a 27. And uh, it had the first one had no slides. And it was really cramped uh, for us and two girls. We were always over stepping over top of each other. You know, somebody had to go through the bathroom. If you're cooking, it's like, oh, I got to get out of your way and get let you through the hallway and this and that. And it was one of the really important things when we started looking at our second RV is we wanted definitely something with slides. And what we did was we started going and looking at newer RVs just to see what the, the different floor plans with slides looked like. And what we had found is that even though we ended up buying a little bit older RVs, ours is a 2006, that the floor plans still matched a lot of the floor plans that were out there brand new five years ago when we were looking at them. So we were able to find a floor plan in a brand new RV that we liked, and we were able to find a little bit older RV that was in really good shape and uh, got a really good deal on it with the floor plan that we wanted, so... And I, I don't mind the 30 foot. I don't think it mattered much more to me if there was another five or 10 feet back there. Wouldn't really care. Um, but the 30 foot, I think, is definitely uh, for us kind of the minimum. The 27 was a little small, especially with no slides. So, 
Oh, uh, let's see. Oh, what's Aaron got here? If you see someone here that you don't know, take a moment and head over to the channel. Yep, check everyone out. Like I said, if you guys are new here, um, you know, drop in the chat what your channel's about. We have no problems with you kind of tooting your own horn a little bit in the chat and uh, tell people what you're about so that maybe they'll go check you out and see uh, what your channel's about. So that's uh, what our live streams are all about is everyone chatting in the, the chat and getting to know each other and seeing new people and, you know, building the community and everyone getting to know each other and becoming friends. So uh, that's what we're all about when we do these live streams. And it's one of the things that we absolutely love doing is uh, reaching out to the community, whether you're a bigger channel, smaller channel, or otherwise, it doesn't matter. Uh, uh, yes, we need to do a collab. I know uh, we talked about a little bit. I interviewed Aaron quite some time ago on the live video podcast, and we talked a little bit about it that day. But, yeah, we need to do a collab in 2021, and uh, I will definitely put that on my list. Uh, I have a few different channels I want to do collabs with. And uh, you're definitely one of the ones I've been thinking about again. Uh, I know that we talked about that before. So definitely in 2021, we'll do something together. Uh, let's see. Thanks for everyone. And also, uh, Aaron, I have the other channel too, Tuber Guru, uh, where we've been uh, doing some live streams of uh, channel audits, things like that, as well as uh, some videos over there. We also would like to have you join us over there sometime as we do uh, audits on live streams and things like that. So, well, let's see. Uh, Christmas Coleman says, thanks to everyone that came over to Full-Time Dream. Yeah, the, the, these interviews are great because everyone has a, a little bit different community. And as you do interviews and you get to, uh, get to know channels a little bit better, I mean, no, I know that I've interviewed some channels I thought I knew fairly well, but after you sit down and you talk with them and you get to know them a little bit better and you kind of make a little bit more of a connection, it you find out that, you know, there's there's a lot more to things. You end up getting to know people a lot better and that's what this stuff's all about. So <laughs> a mana uh, Iowa is only a few hours away. Only a few hours. <laughs> uh, no matter rat pack, I found that most people that plan on spending a lot of time in the RV need a minimum of one living room slide. If that's more than one person and anything less is cramped. Yeah. Um, and that's one of the things we really wanted in ours. Though. When we found the floor plan we wanted, it had to include the bedroom slide for the girls. We didn't really like, like the bunk houses that just have the beds jammed in the corner. We wanted them to be able to have a little bit more room. And what we found is a lot of the ones that had the bedroom slides for the bunk room, the bathrooms were bigger. And that was one of my requirements is being a bigger guy. I wanted a bigger bathroom. I wanted a shower I could actually use and a bathroom I could actually move around in. And... You know, so that kind of worked out both ways. You know, the girls got some extra room in their bunk area, and I got a bathroom I could use. <laughs> you know, so um, our first RV just had the standard RV bathroom, you know, and I know, you know, for a lot of you, you know, bigger guys that might be out here or listening, you know, 
sometimes you're sitting on the toilet, your legs are out in the, the hallway <laughs> and the door open, you know, because the bathroom is just so small. So, uh, Corey is like opera. He's happy with the interview unless you cry. <laughs> I'm always a pretty happy guy. It takes a little bit to tick me off. But on camera, unless you cry. <laughs> but yeah, I'm always a happy guy. I try to be a happy guy. Don't let you fool you. There's things that tick me off. <laughs> uh, so, but yeah, 30 foot I think is kind of minimum. Um, if you're more than two people, kid, even a medium-sized dog, 30 foot with a slide's kind of, you know, a weekend camping trip. If you're the type of RVer that, you know, you just think of your RV as just a bedroom to sleep in, a small RV might work fine for you. Um, you know, if you're a van lifer, you know, that's fine for you. You know, you, you don't want the confinements of having a big trail. You want to be able to get to, you know, tight places off grid to camp at, you know, it all comes down to what you want to do. So, uh, no matter rat pack, I want a minimum 35 foot, three slides, minimum solar overkill. <laughs> Tell you, I'm, I'm, I want everything too. I would really love a grand design momentum someday, um, with enough solar that I don't have to be plugged in somewhere. And, uh, just kind of do whatever you want to do with it. You know, yeah, it's going to be too big to get in some areas. Don't really care. I can unhook from it. <laughs> That's what I have a four-wheel drive for. <laughs> so, uh, let's see. Those that glamp together want to stay under 35. It's a personal decision. Yeah, you know, if um, you know, you're wanting to get into tight spots, national forest, BLM land, some locations, you know, you're not going to get big rigs into those sometimes, you know, and, you know, smaller is better for that. If that's what you're wanting to do, that style of RVing or camping you're wanting to do. There's lots of people that love overland camping, you know, that they have just a small pull behind trailer and a four wheel drive Jeep. And, you know, they'll go places that probably no RV really should be. And, that's the kind of RVer they are. They love it, you know. <laughs> yeah, grand design momentum. I, just, I tell you, that is, to me, the grand design momentum, I think, is kind of the holy grail. Um, and when it comes to a fifth wheel, um, you know, it is. That new Forest River, though, it's pretty close with all that underbelly storage with the flat uh, floor plan. It's, uh, what is that? The river ranch or whatever it is. Yeah. Um, that thing's crazy. Uh, let's see. Cruising with Coleman. I would love a solitude with big windows and have, uh, mentioned a bigger truck, bigger truck, bigger truck. I have an F-250. I really want the next one to be an F-450. Um, bigger, better. I, I feel, I feel more comfortable driving something big. Oprah. <laughs> she was known for doing great interviews. Ah, uh, gotcha. Yeah. Now it makes sense. Now it makes sense. 
Go, you get a you get a truck and you get a truck. <laughs> uh, I've heard of some full-time RVers do interviews of other people's RVs. They do not have a slide. They say later they cannot believe people live without a slide. A lot of people don't like the slides because they they just think of more things to break and more things to work on. And you know, it yeah, it does happen, but it's not as often as you really think. I mean, our trailer is a 2006. It has two slides. And the only thing I've ever had to do is lube them. They've never come out of a line. They've never given us any problems. Um, they've always been great. Knock on wood. Um, you know, and, uh, you know, here it is. It's 14 years old now and... Slides still work like the, the day it was new. So, uh, let's see. My first slide was 14 years ago on a 27 foot fifth wheel in the living room. I do not know how I camped without it. Once I got one, I never wanted to go back to it. That's kind of the way I am. Um, slides make a huge difference, I tell you. Uh, Cruise with the Coleman's, we have a 27 foot Apex, but the dual slides make a huge difference. Yeah, it does, uh, especially if you have dual opposing slides. Oh, my God. You know, I know in years past, you know, going to college and stuff, I lived in apartments that was smaller than some of these travel trailers with opposing slides, you know, alone fifth wheels. Um, you know, so it makes a huge difference having those uh, opposing slides to really open up. So uh, Griswold Family Vacate, good to see you guys. Um, can everyone post what kind of rig they have? Just curious. Yeah. If everyone would go ahead and drop in the chat, what kind of rig you have, how many feet, uh, travel trailer, fifth wheel, how many slides? Always good to know. Uh, I agree. Anything over 35 feet would make that difficult. And yeah, 35 foot would make it a little difficult what you get into. Um, you know, what kind of camper are you? If you're a glamper, you're probably not going off grid. <laughs> you know, you just, you just aren't. Um, go big or go home. Um, you know. Big surprise there that Steve uh, Avenger RV Adventure has an Avenger. Uh, 27 RBS. Now, is that for the RBS, the rear bunk slide? You know, model numbers used to make sense in uh, the last few years. They don't really make sense anymore. Um, new to us, fifth wheel has opposing slides in the living room area, and it's amazing. Yeah. Um, boy, I tell you, there are so many nice fifth wheel fl uh, floor plans out there now. Uh you know, between raised living rooms and raised kitchens and, you know, mid bunks. And it's it's crazy what's all out there. So uh, once we got a slide, there was no more being up against the wall. Just somebody could go buy a kitchen and make a world of difference. Yep. Uh, yeah, just being able to squeeze somebody by you and you're in the kitchen and it not, not have to squeeze you against the cupboard to get around you. Uh, let's see. 
Uh, the title on mine says a 1990 Applin Light, 22 foot, but my tape measure says it's three foot shorter. Yeah, um, it used to be the measurement was the length of the coach, not including the tongue. Um, if you ask the place where we store our RV every year, it gets a foot longer for some reason. Not really sure. It's titled as a 30 foot, which is the coach. If you figure in the tongue, it's an extra three and a half to four feet. Um, we started paying for 30 feet, and then we went to 32 feet, and then 33 feet, and 34 feet, and this last year we paid for 35 feet. So I don't know if my trailer's swelling and getting longer, or if it's just growing up. So let's see. Our Class A is a 2006 Thor Hurricane, 35-foot opposing slides in the front. And one in the bedroom. 2014 Integra Aspire 45-foot diesel pusher. Yeah, Gary's got a big boy rig up there in Canada. Uh, let's see. Your title is correct. They measure RV from the hitch to the bumper. Your body will be three to four feet shorter, always on a travel trip. Uh, pup tent. <laughs> I must see more. Uh, let's see. Those are glam together. Dog. But yeah, that's um, you know, measurements used to make sense on campers and RVs, and uh, they just don't anymore. Um, see, cruising with Coleman's. Our first RV was an REI Kingdom Eight Tent. The only thing that was missing was a shower. Yeah, uh, we used to camp when we had a tent. We used to use uh, the Coleman uh, cabin tents, the you know the big square, fourteen person tents, and you know that you could actually put a couple queen size beds in and actually still walk around and things like that. And uh, we started to get old enough. It's like you know what we can afford a travel trailer. <laughs> yeah, and uh, the, it took off from there. So, if you want to park beside us? We'll block the wind for you. There you go. Hopefully, I see you on the road someday, Gary, and you can block the wind for us as we go down the road. Uh, right now, uh, Country Coach is a 36 foot no slide and a Flagstaff Travel Trailer 22 one slide. Crazy all the all the different configurations that are out there that you can get. And there really is, if you're willing to spend the time to do the research, there is so much that that's out there to try to try to get the best RV you can. And chances are you're probably never going to find the perfect RV. But you can usually come pretty close and then try to make it, you know, the best RV that you can, you know, doing upgrades and Things like that. We all do upgrades. So, so yeah, um, talking a little bit about pros and cons of new versus old RVs. You know, we, uh, you know, we looked at some new RVs to get the floor plan ideas. At the time we bought that one, we wasn't prepared to buy uh, a new RV, but. We, we uh, could definitely, you know, buy a used RV, and we we tried making the most of that. You know, we uh, found floor plans that we liked. We uh, 
found an actual trailer that we really liked and we called the dealership about it and uh, we couldn't agree on a price. Um, they were wanting a little more than what Blue Book said that they should be asking for it. And we asked them to come down and they kind of politely told us to, you know, go F ourselves. And uh, we were fine with that because we wasn't paying what they wanted for it. And uh, we kept looking around and we found another RV and uh, with the floor plan that we wanted. And uh, it got sold the day before we were supposed to go look at it and possibly purchase it. And it all worked out because the one we have now was the floor plan we wanted. We caught it the day it went on sale from a private individual. And the RV just hadn't really been used. It was bought at a camper show. It was stored inside in a barn its entire life. It had only been camping about five, six times. Um, and it was very gently used, and it worked out really good. We got it at, you know, about $5,000 less than what the dealership wanted for the exact same RV. And uh, the thing looked like it was brand new on the showroom, so... Oh, let's see. Harold says, great live. Well, good to see you, Harold. Glad you could join us tonight. I know being on the road is always hard. Harold's still trying to adjust to full-time life. It's definitely a, a life-changing experience. Gary wants to know when we're having a rally. When are we having a rally? Yeah, we could have a rally in Michigan, couldn't we? Patience is virtue. Come to members chat tomorrow night. Yep, tomorrow night we do a members only live chat Thursday night, 8 p.m. Uh, if you're not a member, there is a join button down below where you can become a member. And you get to have access to members only live stream chats where we talk a lot about, you know, YouTube channels and gear and things that we're doing on our channel and uh, you know, and it's just kind of a little more personal chat amongst everyone and and uh, kind of get to know. And it also allows you access to, um, you know, emojis that are members only emojis in the live streams, chats and things like that. You get access to members only other content, videos, uh, behind the scene clips, things like that. As we have them, we go ahead and post that stuff up into our members only section. And there's going to be a lot more coming to that section because we're going to start doing some, some more stuff under our creator uh, corner section where we're talking a little bit more. I'm going to do short live streams, you know, 15, 20 minute live streams for the creator corner members talking about YouTube channel growth, things like that. Um, keyword research, all that kinds of stuff that kind of goes with the channel. So if you want to become a member, you don't have to become a creator content uh, corner just because you're a creator. You always just become just a newbie or a weekender and uh, get access to quite a bit just for just for being that. So uh, let's see. Ron and Judy are heading out. Thanks for stopping in, guys. Glad to see that you're in here for a while. Uh, I know how to. Fix that. We have our local police inspect the RV and measure them sleeves, then take measurements back to the DMV. Oh, let's see, must have missed something up higher. Uh, you should see what they do on a boat when you have a boat spirit 
and a bolt lift on the transom. It's all included in the footage. Your patience is paid for itself. Increased footage means increased luxury tax and more storage fees. Yeah. Um, our storage, we store, I can't complain about the price because we store at our local 4-H fairgrounds and the fees go to help the 4-H program for the kids um, and the upkeep on the fairgrounds. So, and the cost is so cheap, I cannot complain. Um, for six months worth of storage, they only charge us $10 per foot for the entire six months. So for 35 feet, I'm only paying $350 uh, for storage of our travel trailer inside the barn, covered, out of the winter, uh, wind, snow, you know, rain, all that good stuff. I can't complain about that. I know there's a lot of people that pay sometimes double that just for outdoor storage. So, you know, I can't complain at all about what they do um, and what they charge for it because it's, it's still a good deal. Um, I just like to make fun of the fact that every year my trailer seems to get a foot longer. <laughs> yeah, it, like Lori said, it's okay. It goes to the kids, goes to the fairgrounds. Uh, Fairground facilities is beautiful. They've been adding barns down there that help with, you know, even more storage and things down there. So I uh, can't complain about where the money goes. And, yep. Usually purchase property with half an acre or more in storage area for uh, trailers, etc. Yeah, I think we'll always keep our RV stored indoors uh, during the winter just because of the kind of winters that we sometimes get here in Michigan. This year has been a very mild winter. Um, you know, this year it probably would have been fine just with a cover on it in the driveway, but uh, we've only had a couple of even, you know, snowstorms. Uh, the latest one as of yesterday, we've gotten about four inches of snow or so yesterday. But, um, you know, some years we get, you know, a couple feet of snow here in central lower Michigan. So, you never really know what we're going to get, but it's always nice just to have it indoors, out of the weather. It's only three blocks from our house that when it comes out of storage, it's no big deal. Wake up that morning, go over, pick it up, and I'm back in the, you know, back in the driveway and usually within, you know, half hour or so. so uh, usually purchase property. Members only. Wonders. Wanders from chat, coming online with Corey and Lori, tech stuff, social media, how-tos, web stuff. Corey has good knowledge and know how to do stuff, and occasional giveaways. Yeah, we do occasional giveaways for our members. Um, Gary seems to get a, kind of the raw end of the stick sometimes being in Canada because a lot of the giveaways we can't mail there because of what they are. So I usually end up sending him an Amazon gift card if he wins, uh, just because it's easier and faster just to say, here you go. Thanks for being a member. <laughs> um, but yeah, uh, those that didn't see it, I was on StreamYard's live stream the other day. I joined their uh, live stream review and came on their live stream and asked them some questions over there about audience retention and things that we could do to try to keep people in the chat more, try to keep people engaged. Um, be able to get more people to find our live streams because of, you know, YouTube search and things and want to be here and things like that. 
So, you know, we're working a little bit more on these live video podcasts. I think we're going to continue to interview guests, but I think we may break it up into maybe half and half segment of a half hour interview, half hour topic, so that we can kind of keep audiences engaged and keep people coming here and, and wanting to join the live stream. So, well, let's see. Uh, America, Curry, thank you again for doing your live from the hospital a while back. Really made me feel like I was part of your YouTube family. I tell you, you guys are part of our YouTube family. Um, you know, when I was in the hospital, um, and it was a bad deal, too. I mean, uh, for anyone who isn't here that doesn't know, in August, I had uh, two emergency surgeries because of a flesh-eating bacteria infection. And um, they didn't expect me to make it uh, through those surgeries. And uh, luckily I did. And I'm still healing from those surgeries. I'm still on a wound vac, maybe for about, I'm hoping only another week. We'll see. And then uh, got to still keep it covered and uh, stuff as the skin heals over and uh, get some, uh, you know, a little bit thicker skin on the wound and things like that. But I tell you, when all that was uh, so hard on me, I was in the hospital for a month. Lori was driving back and forth. We were trying to keep the channel going by doing some live streams. And it helped me to be able to come on a live stream and be able to talk to all you guys. Um, even when I was in the live, or in the hospital, I tried joining other people's live streams just to be able to reach out to some of you guys, talk with you guys. Um, you know, you guys are part of our family, and you guys are dear friends of ours, and uh, it meant a lot to me. It meant a lot to Lori. All the, the pouring in of support that we received during um, that rough month, a month and a half of time there, it, it meant the world to both Lori and I, and uh, we definitely greatly appreciate each and every one of you. So thank you very much, Nomadic Rat Pack, for that comment. You are definitely family, as each and every one of you guys in here are, and uh, always will be. Jared feels guilty for winning. <laughs> feels guilty for winning. Don't ever feel guilty for winning. When you're a member, you're always a winner with the Northwoods. <laughs> Got to go help my son with Algebra 2. Good luck with that. Like Lori said, Gary's won so much stuff and, and doesn't get it because he's in Canada. Um, darn Canadian shipping policies, I tell you. All we wanted to do was send the guy some fudge, but they don't like perishable foods getting sent across the border. Uh, let's see. Wow, I'm so very glad you're on the mend. Yeah, it's been a long time. Um, my surgeries were on August 20th, uh, and here we are on January 27th. Uh, so it's been, what, September, October, November, December, January. Five months now since my surgeries. Um Unfortunately, they had to leave my wound open. They, it wasn't something that was going to get stitched up and, uh, or anything like that. They had to remove a lot of damaged flesh from the, the flesh-eating bacteria. And uh, so I had a very large open wound for many months, and now it's finally getting down to it's only about the size of a quarter. And uh, 
it's healing up very quickly. So I'm hoping here only, like I said, another week or so on the wound vac and then that the sponge can come out of it and uh, let the rest of it heal over. And hopefully it'll, it'll do that quite quickly. And uh, but I'm looking to getting back to normal and, uh, you know, getting rid of my little buddy that is always making noise in the background of the live streams over here. So uh, let's see. Van Life Voyages, stay strong, my friend. Yes, we got a new outlook on life. That's definitely for sure. Uh, Priest knowledge you share with the community. And yeah, we, we try to share stuff. Um, you know, when we first started this channel, we didn't really have a lot of expectations for it. We were in, we were going to give it everything that we had. Um, and since I've been in the hospital, it has been hard to get videos out on a regular basis. Um, work has been very busy for me, uh, trying to get things caught up uh, in the time that I was off. There's a lot of things that, that fell behind. Uh, you know, we've had to work numerous hours at work. Getting videos out has been hard. Um, we're still working on plans for videos. We're working on a lot of scripts. Uh, I'm planning on probably taking a couple days off here in the next uh, couple weeks. And uh, me and Lori's going to have a couple, uh, three, four days or so of content creation that we're going to sit down. We're going to record. And uh, we're going to try to record enough video content for like half a year to be able to get stuff out and uh, keep stuff coming out so that you guys can enjoy it and, and uh, keep the channel growing and and uh, heading in the right direction. So, cruising with Coleman's heading out. Thank you very much for spending your time here with us tonight. We appreciate it very much. So, uh, much love, Corey. Doesn't seem that long ago. Five months. Tell you, man, five months about a long time. <laughs> I don't know where the five months has gone. Um, I do have a greater appreciation for my father. My dad had numerous surgeries over the years, was in the hospital many times, uh, had spent the one time over a year in the hospital, and I don't know how he did it. I don't know how my mom did it. Um, it's one of those things, you do what you have to to get through it, and uh, it comes out, and in the end, you, you end up being a different person, and uh, you just kind of keep growing. Carol says she loves the background. Yeah, we got the the uh, backdrop here. I have a couple other backdrops we want to try too, but we got to get the wrinkles out of them. They're new. Uh, I got a, a gray gradient background and a brown one we want to try too. But this is our standard wood one. And uh, since we kind of went to the new camera setup um, so that we're kind of nice and crystal clear now, I have a light here behind me. And uh, I love this thing. This is just a little... Uh, RGB light uh, from Ulanzi. Uh, you can change it to any color you want, things like that. But just setting that little light behind me kind of breaks up the background behind me. Kind of makes you stand out to the background a little bit better. And uh, makes the live stream look a little bit better. So, And kind of brings out the red colors a little bit in the, the wood backdrop. So... Makes things look great if you got decent lighting. We've worked a lot over the course of the year of doing live streams. We started live streams uh, January of last year. And uh, it's 
been a learning curve. We've done a lot of things to make things better. Uh, lighting and cameras and backdrops and things like that. And I think we're finally here where we have a really good quality product that we're putting out uh, to people in these live streams. And uh, I think it's made a huge difference, the efforts that we've put into it. And so, but yeah, definitely if you guys have any questions on any of the equipment we use on these things, feel free to drop comments uh, below the video after the fact. I'll go through and I'll answer any comments you have on some of the equipment and stuff we use, lighting, backdrops, all that good stuff. And uh, we'll answer anything that you guys want to know about the live stream. So, but Lori's giving me the time. It's time to wrap it up time because it's getting near, near the nine o'clock hour. What's that, honey? Oh, yes. Uh, thank you very much, Sue, from Lucky Dog, uh, for moderating. If you're still in here, go ahead and drop your link to the channel, uh, your channel in the or in the chat here so that people can check you guys out. I know uh, Bob's recently reached quite a milestone on, on the channel, so go ahead and drop that down in there. Let everyone know uh, where you can go check out your guys' channel as well. So, And our awesome channel members, uh, if you're not familiar with any of them, I'll go ahead and drop this down here in the last minute or so. You can also find links to their channels, to all of our channel members in the description below, as well as on our community tab on our YouTube site. Uh, each and every one of these people are fantastic uh, supporters of the channel. They're here all the time. They talk to us on and off of YouTube. It's great uh, to have that kind of community. And like I said, if you guys want to become a member, Become part of the part of the Northwoods crew, um, and we say crew is you know because Lori's a metalhead. Northwoods crew, want to become part of the Northwoods crew? Click the join button down below. Become a member. Become part of the crew, and uh, we thank you very much for joining us tonight and spending an hour of your time with us. We love each and every one of you guys, and until next time. We'll go ahead and we'll wrap this up and we'll see you in the next video, guys. Have a good night.